Alrighty, it's Tyler Wrestling Podcast. We are live and in action, and we have myself, the Golden Standard, David Cook, and we have with us as well the Magic Man. How are you this evening, Magic? Yes, good morning, good evening, good night, whenever you are listening to this, guys. Normally, I will give y'all a line of crap about how good this episode's going to be, and we're just winging it, but tonight is a different story, guys. Tonight, we have awesome stuff. We got figures. We got pay-per-view results. We've got everything coming back. This one's going to be stuffed end-to-end, sticking out both sides. Stay tuned. Listen all the way through, and guys, you will not be disappointed. I think Magic's the only one that wants to be stuffed on both ends, though. But um, we got uh, mm-hmm. Nick Francis mm-hmm. with us as well. <laughs> How's it going, guys? What is up? Oh, going good. What is up, David and John and Nate? What is going on, Asylum Podcast listeners, YouTube subscribers, Facebook group members? I hope everybody is having a blessed day wherever you're listening from. I can. I can just feel the excitement through John's voice already, so I'm getting pumped for this show, and I'm looking forward to what we have in store for you guys. And for those of us who don't know, we're we're on a call here um, with uh, Nate, our producer, and there's a little image of his show that he does called the multi-soup, but every time I look at it, it looks like it says moldy soup, so I want to laugh when I'm looking <laughs> at it, but nonetheless... Um, we, we do have an action-packed show for you tonight. We do have an um, awesome, awesome pay-per-view coming up. Um, we do have a, some figures coming out that we're going to probably, if we get started, this is not going to be an easy or short show, that's for sure. Uh, we have some results for a free event that we did, and we have some pay-per-view results. Um, so, Magic, uh, what do you got for us in terms of uh, how are we looking with that? And I'm pretty sure I have to be in first place. I mean, come on. All right, guys. So, um, it, we, we've had it hanging around for a while. So, what I'm going to do right now is, y'all remember it, I asked y'all all, for anyone who's listening, all you had to do was send in a much man impression. Didn't have to be good. Didn't have to be bad. Didn't have to even be correct. But as long as you told us it was your Macho Man impression, you were placed into a freebie event. With that freebie event, you get the Macho Man loyal subject. But guess what? That's not the end of it, guys. I added to it later on, if you were able to notice, not only do you get that Macho Man loyal subject, you also get the Chase Stars and Stripes Red, White, and Blue Macho Man also loyal subject, but the chase. Wow. wow. So we had, we had a bunch of entries, guys. What I'm going to do right now is uh, let me pull up the list. I've got them. I'm going to put them into the random, randomizer. Um, let me just copy that over. This is our forget, can I? 8 by 10 of Nick. In there, and in this 8x10 with Nick, he's wearing nothing but a belt. So mm. that is a prize. 
Well, well, I was going to chime in and say I would trade the eight by ten for whoever wins the Chase Macho, and I'm sure I would, I would probably uh, win that. Tr- I mean, they would win that trade, but um, you know, I would be willing to do that, Magic, if you want to toss that out there to whoever wins. We're to gonna whoever wins, second, I believe. Yes, um, like I said, I've got the list over. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the names or anything because I don't want to bore y'all with having to sit here and wait for me to get through the whole list. But what we're going to do, guys, is I've got it in the randomizer. And guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is our first giveaway drawing that we're doing on the podcast live. Or recorded live, at least. I think it is. The first one. All right, guys. So I've got the list in the randomizer. I know y'all can't see it, but we are randomizing it. Here it goes. All right, we are now officially halfway through, and once again, I'm sorry, I know y'all can't see it, but it is going. We got one more click left, and then one person is going to be the proud winner of the Macho Man Normal Chase Loyal Subject from me to you, saying thank you for being a part of this podcast. Here it goes. Let's see who our winner is. And the winner is Sean Napier. Congratulations, brother. You are getting that sent to you. Uh, I know that it's Warriors your favorite, but I also know that you're a Macho Man fan as well. Congratulations, Sean. And thank you, guys, everyone. Thank you to all of y'all for uh, sending in those impressions. We loved them. Um, A lot of people having fun with it. A lot of people joking, some really good ones won't lie, some really bad ones. But guys, thank I y'all. Think, uh, I, I think uh, we ought to play some of them a little bit later on in the show, but that, that's totally up to you, Magic. Just to, you know, I'm interested in hearing a couple of these, but we can, we can get into that a little bit later. Maybe, uh, let's see. Maybe and I can find. failed to tell you being super modest. There was so many entrants, he broke the randomizer twice. <laughs> exactly, oh. exactly. <laughs> and I will add again, Sean, congratulations, but don't forget my offer. You can get a signed 8x10 with me, just belt only. I will trade it for the Chase Macho. So the offer's out there, buddy. And Josh Blevins will be more than welcome to send one too, I'm sure. so guys what i want to do and i'm trying to find it um and i think i already have but since sean won it is it only appropriate if we play sean's impression definitely i'm gonna agree with you guys so everyone live or for the first time on our pod this is going to be sean napier he is doing his Macho Man impression, guys. This is what won the contest. Oh yeah, dig it! And that was it. What y'all think of? What y'all think of Sean's impression? <laughs> Why do I only hear crickets? <laughs> I think we're too bit too busy laughing, but hey, it's an impression. It got him entered, and he won. So hey, how can you complain about it? Oh, guys, hold on, hold on. I actually have Sean live on the phone right now. Sean, what do you think about winning those Macho Man figures? Oh yeah, dig it. Oh, he likes it. He likes it. Sean is happy. Sean is happy. He won those figures. Hold on, Sean. Um, 
Is the Asylum Wrestling Podcast your favorite podcast? Oh, yeah. Dig it. All right. Thank you, Sean. Sean, you have a great day. All right, guys. I just got off the phone with Sean. <laughs> Sound like Sean just found himself a macho man <laughs> holder. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Okay. But all joking aside, congratulations, Sean. That's a hell of a win, and we appreciate you for listening, so congratulations. That was pretty good. I mean, uh, I bet he was practicing in his Macho Man underwear while he was doing it. So, I thought I was the only one who wore Macho Man underwear. Yeah, well, I guess I don't think so. I think Sean had him on for this one. So, <laughs> I think he was in front of the mirror going, the cream of the crop. You know, I think he was doing it. Good stuff. Congratulations, Sean. We, we appreciate everyone that uh, entered and... Um, like I said, we broke the randomizer twice, so uh, there were probably more entries than listeners um, out there for this one. So, good stuff. and uh, Definitely. Thank you to everyone who joined up uh, on that. Um, but uh, real quick, before we you know really jump into some of these figures that are coming out and some of the big stuff we saw over the last week or two that... Um, for those of us who watch Rick and Morty, I have a Mr. Meeseeks wallet. He's got a giant smile on that wallet, but that wallet is not going to be smiling when these figures hit the shelves. Or oh yes, correct. Um, so and I have seen that wallet, so he's not lying. Yeah, <laughs> it's frowning now because there are so many. I mean, there are just so many figures out that are coming out or that are, are slated to come out. And um, so, uh, Magic, you had some. Uh, just real quick, um, going into the pay-per-view predictions that we had, um, tell, tell the listeners who, uh, who's in first place. <laughs> well, remember, guys, in our contest, um, now for the listeners, just so you all know, guys, we decided not to use uh, the Super Showdown. We're not going to do that. We're still going to do Elimination Chamber. We're still going to do WrestleMania. But just so you all know, so I can keep this all remember. The only one place in this contest that matters is last place. Let me tab. Yeah, okay. Carry the one. Take away. Okay. Yep. Last place is still David Gold. Um, sorry about that, Mister Gold. I thought Guys. I always won. Come on now. I mean, uh, really? Well, well, maybe maybe you always win um, events and raffles, but apparently you're not winning right now in the pay per view pick'em contest. Oh, I can, can we just end it? Place. Can we end it now? <laughs> well, well, this is this is what I'm going to tell all the listeners on that. So, um, before elimination chamber, not after. Before, so there will still only be the one pay per view tabulated in there. We will reveal on a podcast before the elimination chamber what the loser will have to do. And guys, we've been throwing around some ideas. Um, some of them have made me shudder. Some of them have made David Gold want to hide in a closet, and I'm not sure if this is exactly true, but one we said, Nick said, he might have to change his pants. So I'm not sure what that's all about, but guys, stay tuned to that next episode, or the one that where we're able to tell you what exactly the loser has to do. Could be, Looking I mean, forward to that. Nick's already missing the shirt, so I mean, he might as well take off the pants. So, um. Yeah, some of the ideas that have been thrown out there uh, are pretty far-fetched, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the one about, um, what was the one? Oh, yeah, the one about taking uh, Yokozuna's um, bonsai drop. I don't think that one's happening, guys. I don't think that one's going to happen. 
Yeah, no. I mean, it, it, it could happen from another sumo wrestler, but uh, probably not. But that reminds me, now that you mentioned that, now that the Super Showdown is coming up, it is pretty amusing thinking about that, that on the very first one, that they were so out of date over there, they they wanted Yokozuna on the show, so Vince delivered, and he got him Aki Bono. <laughs> yes. And he's yes, like, uh, we want Hogan, we want Yokozuna, we want, and he was like listing all, all these wrestlers who like, yeah, passed he, away. He also asked for a warrior. Yeah. And it's like, so Vince is like, well, you know what we'll do, pal? It's Aki Bono. <laughs> it's going to be good shit. It's going to be good shit. I'm going to give you Yokozuna. Yeah, bet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, y'all just heard the world's worst two Vince McMahon impressions. <laughs> hey, maybe that'll be one of the giveaway in the future. Do your Vince McMahon. You know? I bet Nate does a pretty good Vince. Good idea. <laughs> Definitely. Um. So, so one thing to one thing that I did also want to talk about here, still in the intro, uh, there was a there was a bit of controversy this week on the Asylum Facebook group page. Did y'all guys see this? Um, I know for sure one of y'all did. Uh, so this this controversy was there was a certain admin who was running an event. And decided to show off that body. <laughs> and then tried to play it off. I am he who knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it just randomly happened. He's like, oh, I was just showing. Because he noticed it too. He's like, oh, I was just showing y'all photos. <laughs> and, and guys, remember, remember, I would never lie to y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all a stat that came out after that video p- was played. For some reason, our female membership went up 38%. I don't know why. <laughs> and so did the custom. Now we're at 0.7%. <laughs> the the things that we members. do for our members. <laughs> the things we do for our members. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> some, some admins will have no limit. Uh, as, as soon as that video was live, we had 30 new members join the group. <laughs> so, guys, just a little uh, – if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Nick was running an event. And I'm sure you have all seen sometimes when we click on stuff and the computer's slow, the screen goes black. And there was a reflection of the man holding the camera. Um <laughs> And he was displaying his pectoral muscles and his six pack. <laughs> so, so the rage has been. We've now gotten messages. God, we need a we need a Nick Francis shirtless shirt. We need a Nick Francis eight by ten shirtless. So that's the joke we're kind of running playing up with Nick. I, th- I, th- I think it may lead to an actual asylum calendar. So stay tuned for that, listeners and members Uh-oh. of the group. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we've discussed it. The shirtless Nick probably won't be in here, in there, but the bald headed gold definitely will. So stay <laughs> tuned for that. Oh, I'll tell you guys, Nick is also has the Guinness Book of Records fastest taken off his clothes. Uh, when we went on a trip. Um, <clears throat> I was with someone who had thought she left her uh, belongings with Nick and, and his wife. And um, I go and knock on the hotel room door after we left them like literally 40 seconds ago. And uh, Nick 
just pops the door open and, and there there's Nick and then just a wife beater and like some, some briefs. And I'm like, well, damn dude, where'd your clothes go? <laughs> what? <I'm>, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 20, 20, 20 beers later, I probably didn't know where my clothes had went. So you was luckily <laughs> I had what I had on. Yeah, I'm lucky he didn't open the door and that, then I saw the saw Nick that everyone else wants to see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all don't lie. All right, guys. So, all joking aside, um in the in the in the remainder of this episode, we are going to be bringing you tons and tons of new toy information. The they just had the 2020 Toy Fair. Of course, it's always the big thing of the year. Um we've got new WWE stuff coming. We have the whole brand new AEW stuff coming. We've got loyal subjects coming. We, I mean, I could go on and on. Limited figures, stuff that's excited, pre-orders already up, this website exclusive, this store exclusive, um, and we are going to dive into that soon. It is crazy, guys. Uh, get your note pins ready. Get everything ready because there's going to be so much information. Um, before we get into that, though, what I need to know from Gold and Nick, and, and I'll get into this too, is in what ways are we going to be able to afford all this new figure action? Well, speaking oh, of God. making a little joke that my ex-wife used to say whenever time I, because I, like I said, I started really getting back into collecting in 2016, and that's the time we started splitting up. Um, she would send me a random text message. And one time I actually fell for it because I thought it, someone had actually, actually mailed these to me. But she goes, your sex toys are on the porch. And I'm like, what? What's on the porch? She's like, your sex toys. I'm like, so I start freaking out. I'm like, who the hell mailed me dildos and all types of other <laughs> bullshit? Who did that? Who did that? She's like, no, no. Your wrestling figures are on the porch. And I'm like, oh, okay, my literal sex toys. Okay, <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> So... How am I going to afford them? I'm not going to afford them, Magic. I'm going to go days without eating. Um. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, nothing wrong with that. I, I agree with your priorities there, so nothing wrong with that. I'm probably going to have, like, days where I'll probably have, like, a week where, like, when the AWs are up for pre-order and stuff, and the one of 1,000 Jericho comes out, I'll probably, like, have ramen for the week slated. And mm-hmm. I'll probably be like, all right, Monday's chicken, Tuesday's beef. Wednesday's shrimp, and then I'll have like little, I'll have like little cheesy little season packets to go in the, the ramen. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to even like uh, do some payment arrangements on a couple of bills. Um, but uh, the amount of stuff they showed us, Magic, I'm really unsure at this point how I'm gonna afford it. But I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> my my intentions is on these 8x10s taking off, guys. If I can get these 8x10s to take off, <laughs> I'll be in good shape. Yeah, we got to sell some calendars. The three of us, the three of us, think of some names. Mm-hmm. I got a couple for myself. Okay. And instead of Magic Mike, we can be Marshmallow Mike. Okay, three three uh-huh. giant fat guys dancing on the stage, right? And then we go, all right, ladies, twenty bucks, take her clothes off, hundred dollars, we leave them on. 
Come on. They would they would be throwing money at us to keep our clothes on. Exactly. I, th- I think we just discovered the way, John. I think we just <laughs> discovered the way. But in all seriousness, guys, don't. No matter what, we, we'll sit here and I'll do it too and complain about how are we going to do it. But don't we always find a way? Unfortunately, our pockets don't like it and our wives don't, but mm-hmm. we will find a way <laughs> to yeah, blow Nick, money on. Well, not, blow, not blow money, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick's wife will be yelling at him and getting on to him. Uh, mine's the same. Oh, and gosh. Well, gold, he'll just be winning them in every event. There you go. But, oh, did I really just win another Harley? All right, I'm going to trade this for 20 AEW figures. Yes. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Magic's house, and I'm going to take, like, 20 of his 54 takers, and I'm going to trade them, and that's how I'm going to get all my figures. <laughs> Guys, also a little spoiler alert. You, you are going to get a video of actual taker count, so... We'll see exactly how many takers Magic actually has. Hey, I'm Nate, real quick, how are you going to afford your figures, Nate? What are you going to do? I'm going to use the. Um, I'm just going to use a little bit of my billions of podcast uh, money that I get. You know, <laughs> <single> <laughs> <week>. <laughs> yeah, does that mean we got to start paying you? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna uh, do what I always do and. Make sure that that, that the uh, the money that I spent, you know, you do that thing where you tell your wife, "Hey, I got these five figures, but I got a great deal on them." You know, if you spent a hundred, you tell her you spent fifty, and everything's okay. And then if if she's cool like mine, she buys you the uh, the Bray Wyatt lamp for Christmas, and then it makes everything all right. See, you can tell Nate's also an experienced veteran in the husband department. Yes, sir. <laughs> Happy, yes. Happy wife, happy I, I, life. I, I was taking notes. <laughs> oh, honey, one, and then when you have thirty packages come to the door, you give her one of them and go, "This is for you." No, I'm just, I'm just usually, I'm just usually like, no, 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 no. David and Magic and Archie sent me all that stuff. It's okay, don't worry. No, she, it's she, not rec- mine. she recognizes, she recognizes those names. So yeah, yeah. No, it was just, it was just, it was just David. It was Archie. It was Majewski. It's okay. Don't worry. When I was married, what I did was is um, because I started, I was heavy at first, real heavy. I would get like box two, four, two to four boxes a day. Oh, these are to resell. And she said, "Well, which ones?" I don't, I don't, all of them. And I would never sell them. (laughs) (laughs) These are all to resell. What are you talking about? They're for profit. Come on. That's what I do. Profit my collection. I will. That's what I do to justify to her the, the raffles. Is I'll tell her, look, this figure's worth this much. This figure's worth this much. So when I croak, you and the kids can sell all this crap, and you won't have to work another day in your life. Oh, they need to bury that shit with me. <laughs> That's too. perfect. That's a perfect excuse. I use that one. I was going to say, I was actually pleasantly surprised Saturday morning. I woke up and I, I don't know what had happened or what had gotten to my wife. But the the first thing she said was, let's go figure hunting. And, and you know, I had to take a second glass and, be like, you know, hit myself. Am I dreaming or, or what's going on here? So I was pleasantly surprised at that. She's actually not too bad, guys, believe it or not, when it comes on me buying figures. Same, so same with I can't I can't say too much bad about same it. Same with my hey, Nick, yeah. did you go out in direct traffic after she said that? 
I was in such shock. I really didn't know what to say. (laughs) He said that Nick could do a handstand without hands. He could direct traffic, and he didn't need his blue chip. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I'll give it to to Mrs. Francis because Nick has showed me pictures before where she's at the Target or wherever, and she saw the figures and picked them up for him. That sounds very provocative. Yeah. Like, oh, she showed me the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> We've literally been in a Walmart, and it'll be a pallet of boxes, and I'll see the Mattel WWE box right there looking at me, and I'm like, do I go you know, ask this associate, can I open the box and look? And by the time I get it out of my mouth, she's already headed in that direction to ask her. So <laughs> I got I, I got to give her props on it. You know, I, I can't knock her with so much. So oh, I don't even I'm very lucky in, the, in that area. I grab the box and I put it on my cart and then the Walmart employee looks at me and I'll go, I'll stock them too. And then she shuts up. <laughs> there, there was literally one time I was kind of embarrassed, but I, I, I circled the pallet like 10 times waiting for the associate to come over there and ask if there was something I wanted, but she never did. So uh, I ended up just having to get, well, I got the wife to go ask. So. <laughs> well, if they don't, you just start going through the pallet. Yeah, no, I'll true, stock a whole true. entire toy section if there's a Harley race buried in there. <laughs> so I'm like, no, what are you doing? I'm going to restock the whole section for you. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but all right, uh, listeners, what we're going to do is, is we're going to take a uh, a break. And when we come back, this is where the show gets really long. We're going to go into some of these amazing figures that have been uh, shown to us um, up for reserve. We're going to go through some stuff that's supposed to come out, stuff that we think is going to come out. We're going to give our thoughts and opinions and stay tuned. Have you ever been excited to photograph your figures only to be disappointed? Fuck, these pictures suck. Don't worry, I got you, bro. All David Gold's figure photography. Sexy. Get the picture you need of your figures. Stove top. Off-centered on carpet. Nice stuff, bro. You name it, David does it. Sexy. PM David Gold to schedule a consultation today. And welcome back, listeners, to the Asylum Wrestling Podcast. We are going to go ahead and discuss the big pay-per-view yesterday and our thoughts on some of the results and, and some of the booking and what we thought we saw and how we feel. I'm going to start with Magic. Magic, what were your thoughts on the show? What could have been better? And uh, just basically, what did you think? Loved it. I love that gimmick. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, magic just loved. <laughs> what so, about you, Nick? Uh, well, I'd like to be that simple. Um, I got a feeling we'll go back to magic in a second. Um, I am torn on it. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, obviously, it was during the day, so I didn't get a chance to watch every single match. Um, I was tuning in vaguely, but I did see enough to know that, in my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, 
I think it could have been way, way better. And I'm not just talking about the finishes or the outcomes, rather. I'm just talking about the way it was, like the Fiend match. Uh, do we want to get on that topic? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't mind Goldberg winning. Did I? It's just the way he won you're talking about the fiend a character they've built up for for about a year now to be this big bad unstoppable force and the match is what three to four minutes long and all it takes is three speed they i guess you would do are we calling the suplex or are we actually calling it the jackhammer um you know it just it could have ended a little bit better i would have liked to see maybe some interference or something that could have had the fans a little bit less pissed off at Goldberg because obviously it's not his fault. He's a great wrestler. He's a great performer and he deserves to be at mania. Um, but I just think it could have ended a little bit different. Like I said, I'm not as pissed off at the outcome as I am the way it ended. Um, let's see. Then you had what the Brock Lesnar, Ricochet 32nd match. <laughs> that was kind of uh, predictable, unfortunately. Um, Ricochet got buried, but again, it's Brock Lesnar. What, did y'all expect any different than that on that match? No. I mean, David versus Goliath, typical setup, but more so where David didn't stand a chance. Yeah, no. Um, but I'll get into that. Well, do we want to do we want to go over this whole show? I mean, you just asked what what the what our thoughts of it were. I mean, if we want to go match by match, we can do that, and then we can have some discussions. <laughs> well, well I mean, you've already said that you loved it. <laughs> well, he asked me what I thought of Showdown. I loved it. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, in my opinion, my my long story short opinion is some of the finishes could have been a little bit better. I'm not mad at the outcome, but it just could have been it could have been better. That's my overall opinion of the show. If we're getting into the matches, we'll do that in a little bit. So, Goldie, what's your opinion? Um, well, I have two sides of the coin on it. The positive of it is, is that it, it did exactly what the WWE wanted it to do. It it has everyone talking, whether you like it or don't like it. They're getting press, and as the word, as the saying goes, all press is good press. So even if it's negative, it's good. So I mean, putting Goldberg over the Fiend has everyone talking. So it, it's doing exactly what the WWE wanted it to do. Now, on the other hand. And this is just my opinion. My ass is still going to sit down and watch WrestleMania. Let's just be real here, okay? I'm going to still sit down, and whether I'm in the stands, whether I'm in front of a laptop, whether I'm in front of a TV, or whether I'm even happen to be on the road and watching it on my phone, I'm going to watch WrestleMania because it's fucking WrestleMania. But, look, yeah. I, I truly feel like that... They should have done the end. The only thing I think should have been different is if you were going to put Goldberg over, it shouldn't have been in that manner. I think it should have been more of a not a clean victory. There should have been some kind of interference. And I don't want to make this into a long-winded thing, so I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to tell you who or what I thought until later. But I feel like there should have been, it should not have been a clean victory. 
That would have kept Fiend's character strong going into WrestleMania and put the belt on Goldberg at the same time. I just hated the I way. I totally he, agree. Not the way I Goldberg totally got. Agree. Not that Goldberg got the belt, but I hated the way he got it. It should have been a not so clean victory, even if it was just a simple someone distracting the Fiend and then Goldberg hits him with a spear and a jackhammer. So be it. But it, that makes it not clean. That makes everyone go, oh, okay, well, Goldberg won, but he cheated, you know? And I think that should have been what happened. And that's just my humble opinion. So, and there, if we want to get into WrestleMania card, we can do that on another episode because I don't want to keep us all night. But I'm sure all of us have seen some of the WrestleMania matches already starting to get posted. And I'm only looking forward to a couple now. So. Yeah, I think we'll have uh, episodes coming up on probably more than one on WrestleMania, as big as it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so guys, in all honesty, um, definitely a lot of a lot of truth to y'all's comments there. But let's go back a little bit. Let's uh, let's talk about. We don't necessarily have to hit every match because some of these were you know just for entertainment. But I definitely want to bring up the trophy gauntlet match mm-hmm. um yes. and i'll just say what i was thinking as i was watching y'all, y'all feel free to jump in wherever you want i actually loved what they did with our truth um yeah, i think I even even if you take away the comedy which he does awesome and i love him for it our truth if y'all remember especially like tna days whatever pretty damn good wrestler he's really talented oh he was the world champion yeah, he was. Um, I uh, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved even how they, you know, with his character in mind now, uh, the way even like he sort of like lucked into a victory and type like that. Uh, I liked it. I mean, it was kind of the, if you sit back and think, they like basically put him through hell. So it's, easy for AJ Styles to win. The only thing I wouldn't have liked, and this is me nitpicking, is if they wouldn't have had him lost to a submission, though. Like, I think it would have been cooler if he was just knocked out or so beat down he could just got pinned. Um, but that's a nitpick. But then, like we know, so it's AJ. We know Rey Mysterio's music, or Rey Mysterio is supposed to hit and come out. So what did y'all think at first when we, we saw Mysterio getting his butt beat in the back? I kind of already had a feeling because of the. I kind of already had a feeling of what was going to happen, um, because of the the rumblings of what, and that's the match I'm looking forward to. Um, but I'll let Nick chime in. Yeah. I kind of had an idea that was going to happen, sort of. You know. I yeah, no, I agree with it. Um, unfortunately, it's hard for wrestling to have any secrets now. And I think before, you know, yesterday's show, I think AJ Styles and The Undertaker had pretty pretty well been booked. And everybody, you know, everybody that keeps up with uh, the product nowadays, they already knew that that was coming. Um, so, so I, too, I agree with what David said totally on that. Yeah, I was uh, happy. And, and honestly, at first... I was like, man, they should have just made like AJ win and then Undertaker come out, you know, uh, like Undertaker just gets to magically put himself into this match. 
Um, yeah, but yeah. but that was confusing. Well, a little confusion. Yeah, but when he never took off his gear and when he like didn't even care about the trophy, I was like, okay, now it's now I kind of like it. I just I was like, yeah, I'm Undertaker. You're gonna make me win this, but I don't have to give a shit about that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of did well, like that. Some of the videos of him and his daughter. I mean, Taker's pretty damn. Taker's in some pretty good shape. So. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I thought when I saw that video. Was uh, Taker's getting in the mania shape? Mm-hmm. He's pretty. He's pretty damn ripped still. For uh, you know, I, I think he. I think honestly, he's been disappointed in some of his last few matches. Um, so I think he really wants to. And I honestly, Undertaker with any small guy, it's an amazing match. So I think they're putting the perfect yeah. opponent against him, and we're going to get a classic Taker match finally. So, yeah. Yeah, so let me let me jump in here. Okay, guys. Uh, so we know Undertaker is older than Goldberg. So why do we all love Undertaker, but talk about how old and Goldberg is? Um, well, I don't. To, to me, it's not about their age. It's about what they put on and the quality they put on in the ring. And Goldberg was awesome for a, a show and an act for a little bit. And look. I'm not the type of person that's going to insult anybody that's in the wrestling ring, right? You made it into the ring. You've done something right, obviously. But at the same token, I'm more about the quality of the person in the ring. And I I don't care how old Goldberg is or Undertaker. I just know that I'm going to get better quality with Taker. That's just my opinion. And that's who I like more, right? Okay, so let me let me jump in and see what you think about this. Right now, you don't get any better quality with Undertaker in a match. What do you think? Any be- like they have equal quality? Is that what you're asking? In my opinion, I think so. I think that it depends on who they're working with. And oh, one hundred percent. But Goldberg doesn't work as well with that other person as Taker does. Taker is a genius in the ring, whether or not you're not getting quality from him. That's why him and Goldberg's match was so bad. Because Taker might not have been up to to par, but you got someone that's not able to kind of pick up some of that slack. Does that make sense? So Um, you're you're saying Undertaker needs someone that can carry a match also? I'm saying half. I'm sort of that. I'm saying Taker has still has the ability to carry some of the match, but as the match progresses, the Taker gets worse in the match, right? Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so that's he what... needs somebody that can put on an entire match with him, mm-hmm. and Goldberg is incapable of that. In fact, even early in his career, if you notice, most Goldberg matches went what anywhere between three to six minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. ever capable of putting on a match more than six minutes. He just yeah, never was. And, and hold, I, I'm guess I should have said is remove yourself from their careers because we know you ask anyone and everyone's going to say Undertaker in his prime was one one of the best workers, and I don't think you'll get an argument. But I'm saying just right now. Um, if we think back to Undertaker's last couple matches, ha- as he has here, um, his good ones have been with a opponent who can carry the load, or yeah. in, in a tag match where he can come in short spurts. 
Um, I would say the same thing for Goldberg at this point. Yeah, but look at Gold. I mean, but you can't blame Goldberg as well. Let's give him a little bit of credit. Look at the opponents he's been getting, right? Lesnar and Undertaker, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Lesnar can. Lesnar needs some. I mean, honestly, though, Lesnar can work, though. And if you put Lesnar versus Taker, you're getting a much better match. Way better. Maybe. So, no, I, not even just a maybe. I mean,. Honestly, I think Lesnar still has the capability of putting on a longer match if given the opportunity. WWE has made Lesnar into that character. I think right. Lesnar can still put on matches like he did against Kurt Angle and Undertaker and Big Show <laughs> earlier on in his career. So the, re- the only reason I want to bring this up is for all of us wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we give Undertaker every benefit of the doubt while we completely <laughs> just squash Goldberg for the same exact things. Undertaker has a bad match. It's his opponent's fault. Taker uh, has Go- 12 moves. Goldberg has three, though. No, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying don't – obviously, Undertaker in his prime, one of the best ever, especially being a big man, workers. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's funny how we can crush some people. And put others up on pedestals. Just something to think about. Uh, I, there's not, and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong or I'm right and you're wrong type thing. Just, just funny to me when I break it or when I think about that. Here's the difference, though, and, and and I think I don't know if you'll agree to disagree, and that's fine. But the difference here is, is Taker, Taker has always been a very intelligent person in the ring, right? You would agree with that, right? Always very smart. Always maneuver everything nicely scripted, everything crisp, very little botches, so on and so forth. He's still that intelligent and he's still that knowledgeable. So you can put the Undertaker in the ring with somebody who is able to carry more of a load, right? Because they're mm-hmm. older, right? Mother Nature, right? Right. Mother Time always catches up with you. That's fine. Goldberg, and this isn't a pedestal. Goldberg has always been the aggressive type, very botchy, has had his moments, but Goldberg has always been his whole career the same way he is now. Now, look, Goldberg's in amazing fucking condition. I'm not going to take anything away from that guy. He looks like he did, you know, in 2003. And I marked Goldberg came back and beat Triple H for the belt. That was awesome. But my point is, is that if I had a choice, if you were asking me between the two, whether Taker's older or not, I think his intelligence and his ring knowledge is so much better than Goldberg's that if you put him in a ring with somebody, not Goldberg, because obviously we saw how that was handled, if you put him in the ring with someone like a CM Punk, right, like an AJ Styles, like a Daniel Bryan, you have yourself a 10 star match because that guy's carrying the load, but Taker's smart enough to know what to do, when to do it, and allows that person to play the load. Whereas Goldberg wants to be aggressive and you have to end that match in five minutes or you're fucked. So basically, you're kind of contradicting yourself in your statements there. No. How is yeah. that? Because this is, listen to what you're saying. Oh, yeah, because Undertaker is so smart and good in the ring, he needs yep. someone to carry him. No, he's knowledgeable enough. 
It's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. No, that isn't what I said. I said that the Undertaker picks his spots and is knowledgeable enough to let that other guy carry the match. He knows I'm in almost in my mid fifties here, and I'm I can still go, but at the same token, I can't go go like I used to. And he he scripts that match to perfection and hits his spots when he needs to, whereas the other guy gets to carry the load. That's not bad. I do those things. I just think that you're like the majority of fans, and I'm in that group too, who give him the benefit of the doubt and want to, you know, want to squash Goldberg when they're not Find much difference at them at this Goldberg's point in their career. Find, what is Goldberg's best match? Okay, so what you're doing right now though is you're telling me to go back in time when I at the very beginning I said let's not go back in time, let's examine them <laughs> as right now. I'm just asking you to give me Goldberg's best match, and I bet you can tell me from the top of your head what Goldberg's best match was. But Gold, you're changing it completely. I'm saying look at these two individuals right now. I don't care what they did twenty years ago. Right now, Taker is still better. Why? Because Taker is more knowledgeable in the ring. That's then he then he should have been able to work with Goldberg, right? No, because Goldberg isn't that knowledgeable in the ring, and Goldberg can't help carry that match or even carry that match. All right, well, we're going to go on because otherwise we'll debate forever. <laughs> I mean, in hey, my I'm, opinion, you're still contradicting yourself, but that's okay. We'll go I on. I disagree, but please, I'm, I'm sure but please do. don't take away the fact that I still blatantly said I'm not taking anything away from Goldberg. He's in amazing shape, and I'm not mad that he won the belt. I just wanted it to be done differently. All right, so let's go on to what was probably the best match of the show. Maybe. Uh, It's a toss-up, honestly. But this was a good one, in my opinion. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We had New Day and The Miz and Morrison. What did y'all think about that one? You can go first, Nick. (laughs) Um, that was actually, and fortunately, one of the matches that I only caught the end of it. Um, and before, uh, I'm not sure, I, I hate to give away any spoilers to you guys, but I did watch SmackDown tonight, and I see where it headed in the direction that the that outcome of that match is going, so, so I like it. And f- if you didn't watch it, I'm going to spoil it anyway, <laughs> but... Um, Pretty much at Elimination Chamber, it's now um, it's going to be a tag team Elimination Chamber, and and in my opinion, it's the Miz. He could hold any title or be in any feud and make it, you know, pretty decent. Just because of, because it's the Miz, and, and not that I like him a lot, but again, that's my opinion of him. He can make any feud good and any title relevant, and uh, so I'm not. And one bit dissatisfied with that outcome. Again, I didn't watch that whole match, so I can't give my complete take on the match. I'll pass it to gold, but the outcome I'm satisfied with on that. Uh, I I think they're a good a great tag team, and it kind of cues back to when they both kind of came up together and have always kind of been good heels together. And the Miz is is better as a heel in in general. Um. I would say that I do like the idea of a tag team elimination chamber because they haven't done that yet. And I kind of want to see Morrison do some high spots off of the pods and stuff. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, 
so I'm not I'm not mad about it at all, and I, I think they actually make a good tag team. And like you said, I agree. The Miz is um is one of the best right now, and his heel run was was one of the best. So I have no problems with it. Magic, what's your thoughts? Um, I liked it. I thought it was a good match. And Nick, I would I would uh I would recommend you watch this only for one one thing that I really liked was when Morrison and Kofi were in the ring together. I mean they were uh, like I I, okay. I would love to see a singles match between those two because um and I don't know, maybe the singles doesn't go because they can't rest or whatever. But God, they were they their chemistry was awesome. I thought those two worked together excellent. I, I also agree with you. I think uh, Miz is one of the few guys right now who's like a monster on a mic. I think, uh, yeah. And this yeah. is, you know, just a, my opinion is, um, I think WWE lacks a lot of great promo, but Miz is one of the few I think that you can give him any scenario, any situation, and probably ninety percent of the time he'll he'll at least make it acceptable, if not great. Hey, yeah, I totally agree. Can I ask you a theoretical? Be you guys a theoretical? Let's do it. That's what this is all about, baby. This is going to go back um, to the show, but tell me that if you don't think this would have been awesome. I thought this would have been. This is like very far fetched. Wait, never hold on, hold on, uh, Nate. I know you're listening. Um, if we could, if we could start a new segment called, uh, gold's fantasy booking. Yes, <laughs> that's fine. This is totally fantasy, that- but I'm going to go with it because this is what, if I was a, a booker and told gold, you have control, do what you want on, on this show. Okay. I would have had when right before. Um, the Fiend was about to beat, uh, lose to Goldberg or whatever the case may be. The Fiend is actually in domination mode, got the mandible claw, whatever the case may be. Lights go out. Druids come out. Druids come out. Undertaker pops up, attacks the Fiend. Goldberg tends and wins the belt. Taker rolls the Fiend into the casket. Okay. And then sets the casket on fire. Okay, I didn't know when that's, we were that's wishful booking, book, we were completely just book. jumping I'm, back. I'm, I'm not done yet, but what are your, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Like, what if the Undertaker screwed the Fiend out of the belt and then set the casket on fire? What's your thoughts on that? What? I, can, if, can, can we get... Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. This is your fantasy booking. I'm just asking, what, what, what is your opinion on that, though? I'll continue, but what do you guys think of that? I know it's very far fetched, but what if that happened? Would you have liked that? It would have been it would have been much more effective than the hot garbage we got. Here's my thing, though. Yeah. So, so that that's um, guys, and and I'll peel back the asylum curtains real quick. Obviously, when I'm saying loved it every time is just to you know get some get some reaction going. Um, <laughs> but and, and I agree with y'all most point, but. You can't have Goldberg cheat to win. And how would we pull this off without a DQ or anything? The ref's just going to let it go and be okay? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, my bad. <laughs> you haven't seen WWE do that before. I, They've done it several other times. Just saying. They would not just uh, let Undertaker come in, beat on him, and then let okay, it happen. Okay, the light. All right, fine. The lights go out. 
Undertaker attacks the Fiend with the lights out. Lights come back on. Goldberg pins him, gets the win. That's not that far fetched. Well, that would be dumb as hell because we wouldn't know what happened, and then all of a sudden we still there, and then he comes back after Goldberg pins him. Then he rolls the Fiend into the casket, sets the casket on fire. Where does this lead, you're asking? You're like, where the hell is this going? <laughs> Stay tuned to the podcast for the next episode, and I will continue telling you where that goes. <laughs> 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 Got to keep the listeners intense. There's a lot more to this. There's a lot more pieces to it. Cliffhangers, yeah. <laughs> I just feel, you know, actually, I'm not going to make them wait, because if you guys don't mind, <laughs> I, I kind of want to go in a little bit more of what happened. So Please. the taker didn't attack the theme to more with Gold's fantasy booking, right? <laughs> we need like a little, like a little Gold's fantasy booking. Yeah, we need that. Howard Finkel. Um, Howard Finkel. So Taker it didn't attack the theme to wrestle him at WrestleMania, right? That's obviously not the case. But my point is, is that I guess since this is so fantasy, this will never happen, and we're in freaking two G mode. <laughs> is that the theme comes back, but he is now the leader of the new Ministry of Darkness. And then we finally get a Sister Abigail. Just my fantasy. I mean, this would be awesome. I think they would make a perfect ministry. Nonetheless, I think that would have been better a better ending than what we got. But it's fantasy. So, just my thoughts. All right, now we'll go back to the matches. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, another one that I just wanted to touch on real quick because um, I think Street Profits are definitely some future in the WWE, meaning I love them, and I think they can be a mainstay for a while. But what do you all think about uh, Rollins and Murphy defeating the Street Profits? Profits? Mm, I think they're um, going to do something with Rollins right now. I think that's what that is, but... Yeah, that was another one. Like I said, I I, I was vaguely in and out of this. You need to watch that one too. Um, so I didn't watch match. the match. You definitely need to watch that one also. Oh no, the ring the, the match was good. I just yeah. feel like they're trying to. I think they they had Rollins drop out of the main event scene, and now they're putting him in the tag team scene. And I don't under I guess I don't understand the uh, the logic behind it. But hey, I like Buddy Murphy, but. I don't know about the whole putting him with Rollins thing. I'm still I'm not on board with it 100 percent yet, but we'll see where it's going. Well, I'll just say as far as um, I thought that was a really good match, and and I also agree with Street Profits not taking the title just yet. But uh, other than that, no, they're a great tag team though. No, the match was great. Don't get me wrong, Rollins and and Murphy and all of them can go. That was a great match, but I just don't see the direction just yet i don't know if they're doing that as like a buffer to pass the belt off to another tag team or if this is going to be a permanent tag team i don't i don't know i think the wwe is sorely lacking in the tag team division and i think they're trying to do different ideas which i do appreciate don't get me wrong because they're trying to build some different tag teams up but i think there are some on the roster that they could utilize a lot better than having to patch guys together I'm thinking that it's going to lead to, um, oh, I, I, this is just my opinion, that AOP will be turning on uh, Rollins and Murphy and taking the titles from them. But that's just my opinion. I like that direction. That would be good. Yeah, I've been I've been disappointed with AOP even after the 
like repackage. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. They, now yeah, they definitely have to to the real main event. Guys, what would y'all think of Monsieur versus Ziggler? <laughs> Ziggler makes anyone look good in the ring. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't good for Monsoor because this was actually a, uh, not the best match. <laughs> Am I the only one that feels like Dolph Ziggler was amazing when he did all the impersonations? I was so invested. <laughs> Remember when he was doing that? He'd come out as everybody. He did the Shawn Michaels. Yeah, like, this is freaking awesome. I, I did like that too. I don't know why they stopped it. Like they should have kept it going and for a little bit longer. And like freaking like I loved it. I don't know. Dolph to me is is. Uh, I would have loved to see a HBK and Dolph. Yeah, that would have been good. I mm. I even like Dolph with Vicky and and whatnot. I mean, Dolph is just he's just great uh, all the way around. Um, yeah. And guys, let me – and uh, this is a little off topic too, but I just wanted to interject this because we weren't around when this happened. But for all these guys who are coming back in their 50s, um, HBK, in, in my opinion, with his Australian show, was not far off from HBK of you know 10 years prior. I mean his match with Taker and Kane last – what was that, six months ago last year? Yeah, that was the Australian one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I don't know if I can get used to him being bald, but... Um, yeah, that's, that, that's true. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that, that was the worst part of the match. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't get that eye fixed, but hey, I'm not hating, but... <laughs> is he looking at me? No, it's how it is. Oh. Anyways, anyways, back to this. Uh, the only reason I wanted to talk about Monsoor and Ziggler is did y'all watch Monsoor's promo afterwards? I'm guessing y'all didn't. Well, you know, he's, I don't know if y'all have seen him at all. Like, you know, he's on some of the video game stuff and all that WWE has. And he's like goofy, funny, cracks jokes, whatever. But when he hits this promo, he's like, my country led me to victory. And it's just so like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's like a uh, Saudi Arabia version of like a 1990 or 19 late 80s Hulk Hogan for America promo. I mean, it was just. I'm just wondering when they're gonna when when we're gonna get another Yokozuna again, you know? Because they have, <laughs> first first show they're like we want Hogan and Yokozuna, and they're like what? <laughs> All, All right, right so we got a couple left. Let's let's go through them quick. I know we could probably spend some time on this one. But I have a feeling all of our opinion of Brock Lesnar and Ricochet will be the same. I think it, it, it Ricochet is a great talent, but I mean the way when I mean they're trying to make Brock Lesnar look super beast mode. I get it. I'm um, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I I really like Ricochet. I think since he left NXT, they haven't been utilizing him. But we're not going to get into that right now. So. Um, what about the the one thing that I didn't like is they had an awesome video package for Ricochet. Did y'all see that before the match? Yeah, that was great. I mean, so it's awesome, yeah. and you got and he's like, you know, he's oh, what about now? What about me? And then you do that to him where he doesn't even get like one move in. That I I was not, uh, and 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 I was I was excited because you know we all say and it's true, Brock can work when Brock is invested and wants to, he can work. And Ricochet and Brock, I think, could put on a damn good match. But 
Yeah. Like you said, they, they want him to just squash him and look great for WrestleMania. Hey, I uh, agree with you. If you go back and all, all except that moonsault, just watch his match with Kurt Angle. Lesnar is completely, completely able to put matches on like he did. And his run from 2002 on up until he lost the belt to Eddie Guerrero, I mean, that was the Lesnar I loved. And if they brought that back, I would be fully invested in his championship run. Okay, man. Uh, so sorry, just trying to get through this so we can get to. Um, so Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin it, to me was boring. The best thing about this match was that hopefully it does in the feud for good, so we don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> in my opinion, I agree well, totally with that. <laughs> you know, it wasn't bad. It was just boring to me. You know. Yeah, I agree. I won't go. I won't give any more opinions on that. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we had uh, Bailey and Naomi. Um, that was a pretty good match, too, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, it's still weird for me to see them in the big baggy shirts. But yeah, yeah that, that was, was a odd. good match. Naomi give it, getting her little little thing in is good. Um, she had her little run for a little bit, and I think it just did what it did. So, yeah, good stuff. Um. And here it is, The Fiend versus Goldberg. I know y'all have uh, already... Loved it. Through. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I was going to say, loved it. I'm going to try to be have an optimistic view just because of, obviously, we know everyone in the world has said what we don't like about it. This is the only thing I would, I'm, I guess, and this would just be if you're desperate for a positive, is if they've got something else for the fiend and what i mean by that is the fiend has plans at wrestlemania and they want him to do something and didn't need the title on him spoiler alert they've already released who he's facing yes yeah yeah but Uh, i don't know about that either but let's wait until the next show for that one (laughs) Um, the other the other thing i would say is once again, guys, I, I didn't necessarily like it, but guys, I've heard and seen so much about they buried him. There's n- this match did not bury the fiend. No one's like, oh my god, the fiend's a piece of crap. We can nothing now. Um, and if we take a breath, remove ourselves for a second to say, holy crap, they gave the championship to 53 year old Goldberg. If we just take a step back and realize that the fiend still had his superhuman powers in the match he still got up right after and was gone um obviously it's not going to be a fiend and goldberg feud i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about the fiend just yet i think that if goldberg beat anybody else right now it would have been fine with everyone but the fact that he beat a red hot fiend who took sledgehammer shots from Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and the ref having to stop the match with a sledgehammer right to win to now going all right spear 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 mandible claw spear mandible claw kick to the groin half-ass jackhammer that was the yep. match we got and but but yeah. here's the thing too so superhuman wrestlers is hard, hard, hard to book because eventually you have to bring them back to reality. 
You're right. Taker was like that in the nineties. Yeah. You're a thousand percent right. And I, I would I would say Taker's probably the only one they've been successful with. But how did they bring Goldberg down when he was superhuman? What did they do? Even well, though first, hold on, fuck. hold on, hold on. Look at you wanting to jump on Goldberg. You're just <laughs> I'm not even talking about Goldberg no, and you're wanting to bash him some more. Gold is your him? typical WWE internet fan. I mean, listen to him go. <laughs> He's hundred and fifty. Uh, oh, how did they, how did he lose his first match? I'm not going on Goldberg. He was a monster, right? A beast that never lost. How did they make him lose? Well, all I know is I'm talking about The Fiend and you, out of the blue, bring up, what about Goldberg? (laughs) No, you said that monsters are hard to bring back down to Earth, right? I brought up an example. You're not listening to me, Gold. I said superhuman wrestlers. And Goldberg was superhuman in the night. No. 152 and 0. Gold, he was was not superhuman. Superhuman means you have powers. (laughs) Okay. Well, like, since, we're on the, since we're on the fiend, since we're on the fiend topic, my opinion was, <laughs> um, I thought this was going to be that transition time. I thought we was going to not bury the fiend, but I thought the fiend was going to go away for months, and that you was going to get the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt for the next few months leading into WrestleMania. Was my first reaction and opinion um, that I thought was going to happen. Obviously, if you watch SmackDown tonight, that isn't the case, but I think that would have been better than just bringing The Fiend right back into a, as of right now, WrestleMania match that doesn't really have a meaning. But that was just my opinion. I would have rather seen The Fiend go away for a little while and the Firefly, Bray Wyatt, you know, the goofy on kid TV show, Bray Wyatt come out for, for, for the next few months. I thought that would have been neat. That's a good take. Yeah, so it, it's like I said, just going back to when you have a superhuman character, you have to find a way. Um, I don't think this is even them doing that. I think what they're doing is they're still trying to keep him, his superhumanness to him. So that's why you throw in Goldberg, because Goldberg really isn't part of WWE. I mean, he is for this WrestleMania picture. I get it. He won the title, but he's not going to be there every day or every week. I mean, um, so I'm, I'm, I was just going to ask, I was just going to ask, have y'all got tired of seeing these posts from everybody that they're going to quit watching WWE because of it? And it goes back to what gold said, you know, was on this topic, you know, you see these people that I'm going to stop canceling my subscription, not going to watch WrestleMania, not watching, WWE, they're lying to themselves. And w, like Gold said, WWE knows it. So no matter what they do, it's really not going to affect any of us watching WrestleMania whatsoever. So <laughs> nope, we're still going to watch. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that's what I've I've always said. Like anyone in in our groups or whatever, to, like oh my god, this is a, well, they don't care about us. They got us. They had us a long time ago. They'd We're going to watch it. Yeah. And so guess what? They don't care what we think because we all know we're going to keep watching. And They're going to do it. with what does raise the ratings. What raises it right now? The two highest ratings SmackDown has had so far is The Rock and Goldberg. Rock can't wrestle because he's got movies going on. So let's give the belt to Goldberg. 
that's what WWE goes off it. We, we all have to take a step back and remember it's a business. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what's best for business. They're going to want to raise their stock. They're going to want to raise their value. So until that needle isn't moving, they're not going to care what us as diehard wrestling fans think. Nope. And if we're talking about it, they did their job. <laughs> That's simple. Yeah. If we're sitting here, we can debate about it all day long about who should won what and what should have done what. If we're talking about it, they did their job. So, like I said, I'm I'm perfectly fine with him holding the belt. I just, it's my opinion only. I'm one person out of millions and billions. And I'm still going to watch WrestleMania. I'm still going to watch Elimination Chamber. I'm still going to go out and buy figures. I'm still going to do all of that. I can have my opinion on how I wanted it to be different, but my ass is my, like I said, my fat ass is still going to be sitting down at the table with my wings or whatever I grab watching WrestleMania this year. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. And like I said, I wouldn't worry about The Fiend just yet. And hold on and wait before we think it's 100% pure shit with The Fiend. Now, if you don't want Goldberg to win, I understand that. That's cool. But as far as The Fiend character, I would wait. We're not there yet. Yep. And I was the first one that one of the first people that when I first saw his first couple promos, I was in between. I was like, eh, I don't know yet. And then when he started progressing it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is fucking gold. So sometimes we, you're right. We just have to wait. We can judge it. We can think about it. We can do say what we want to happen. But sometimes there are certain instances where we just have to sit down and wait and just see where it's going. That's true. And we're, we're very much instant gratification uh, society now. And all we have to do is go back to the Royal Rumble where everyone was so pissed at Brock. And then however many people in, all of a sudden it turned into one of the best Rumbles ever, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the three of us all agreed that that was, that was freaking awesome. So I don't think any of us, in our case, I think we thought that it, uh, and, and I, like I said, I, I honestly am super excited, super excited for McIntyre, but. Um, so I think at this point we should go ahead and, uh, take a little break, uh, let the listeners grab their drinks or whatever it is that they're doing. And when we come back, we can actually have our final segment and talk about some of these amazing releases that we heard about over the last week and a half. So stay tuned. Gill, also known as Gilbert, and you're watching the Asylum Wrestling Podcast. Why do I just go nuts, man, when I listen to it? And welcome back, listeners. We have an action-packed segment coming up for you. We are going to go over all of the latest and greatest figurines that are coming out. Uh, We're going to pass the show over to Magic for news and notes on these, and we're going to give our thoughts and opinions on them, and we're going to try to keep this as short as we can because, guys, we're going to be broke for the next couple months. 
Oh, Gold, you can go ahead and say for at least 2020, and we're about to get in and tell why. <laughs> All right, guys, so the big toy fair, um, definitely one of the biggest pieces of news was the AEW finally revealed their figures. Um, this is what we know so far. So the, the figures are going to be, they're not... And I'm using Mattel as an equivalent just because we all know Mattel. They're not quite ultimate, but they're still a little more than an elite. Um, and this is the way they describe it. Uh, the price point's going to be $20, um, and they will be available on ringsidecollectibles.com as well as unknown major retail. They haven't released that yet. Don't know if they have it yet. So what we do know, of course, is 20 bucks is probably the retail price point, so you're probably going to pay a couple more on the internet. We, uh, that's normal. Um, and they, So AEW and has gone on to say, with Wicked Cool Toys and all that, that they are planning in five to six series in 2020. That is crazy to be starting off brand new and to go that deep. It also makes me think that we're probably already going to have some duplicates because these first couple guys that we'll get into shortly, I think if you don't drop some of these guys in other series, I don't know if there's enough name power yet to carry those other series. All right, so let's get into Series 1. So Series 1 is going to be Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, Kenny and the Young Bucks. Have y'all been able to look at any of these pictures of these yet? Yeah, I took a look yes. at them. They look great thus far. Um, I'm really, really pumped for the Brandy. Um, I, I can't wait to get a couple of those. Um, they, they all look really good. Yeah, so the, uh, of course, we got uh, Jericho will be in like the full thing with a scarf and his coat and all that type stuff. Uh, Cody's going to be, and I, and I believe these are soft goods also, as far as the, uh, like, uh, what they're wearing and stuff. Um, so of course, Cody will be in that, uh, you will have the young bucks and I believe they come in like an entrance jacket with the what I'll call macho man tassels, because I know people will know what I'm saying if I say that. Um, and then Brandy, Cody, I believe both come with a sledgehammer. I don't know why Brandy has one, but that's how they're showing it. Um, so that is series one. Any takes? What do y'all think? And we're going to get into others like limited edition and all that in a second. So just off the basic series there, what are y'all guys thinking? I think that your the biggest thing is is that for you and I at least uh, the packaging is done by um, a guy who used to help with the packaging for the classic jacks. So the 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 packaging is the gold and black embroidered like the classic jacks. I love the packaging. It's going to make it very difficult for me to want to open these figures. Um, that's for sure. Um, I, I love them thus far from what I've seen. And I'm going to try to buy them all. If I can. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to at least buy the first Unraveled series. Um, 
without a doubt. I've actually already pre-ordered the whole series, and like I actually didn't know that bit of news that David just said about the classic Jax guy, but now I'm looking at the boxes, and you can actually see that you're spot on with that. Um, I, I didn't know that bit of information. And I'm a big mock guy, so I won't be opening these. So that's actually a plus because I love that packaging. Yeah, I agree. And 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 remember, I'm also a mock guy. When I look at these packages, I see classic superstars packaging upgraded. Like they took away the bad parts of those, um, took them either completely away or upgraded them to where, you know, like the – because if y'all remember, and uh, the CSS, they're cool packaging. I like them a lot, but there's some flaws that make it hard to keep them mint. Um, but it even yeah. stays with that same, like, their names are on the side. Like, it, I love them. Um, and, and I'm glad you said it, Nick. Uh, so they're calling these the Unrivaled series. Um, that's what they're calling. So it's not, not elite, not basic. Their name is the Unrifled. All right, guys. So they've also released what's going to be in Series 2. And Series 2 is going to be uh, Moxley, Justin, Hangman, Pentagon, Phoenix, and MJF. Uh, have y'all been, had a chance to look at these? I was a little nervous yes. about MJF. But then when I saw that he comes with his comes with a cloth accessory, I was super ecstatic off of that. I, I think that's going to be another great series. I haven't reserved them yet um, because a piece of me wants to see if they'll actually show up on shelves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, if we get a whole Mattel distribution thing again, I'm going to be like one of those guys kicking themselves. But I really love toy hunting still. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. you guys aren't going to still toy hunt if you pre-order them, because I know you do. But at the same token, a piece of me hates pre-ordering in some cases, because um, I really want to try to find them on the shelf. But I think the first two series look, look really good. And I like that I like they gave us, of course, we knew what the first series was going to be, right? It had to mm-hmm. be the, the, the main people, but... I'm ecstatic with the second set, and I cannot wait for a Luchasaurus. So that's going to be the one I'm looking for. Yeah, so the, so this uh, the series two there, they're pretty nice. Um, yet Hangman comes with like the the bandana mask and the the cow rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Phoenix and 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 supposedly like there's going to be extra hands and stuff in these two. I think Phoenix. And heads, I'm sorry. Extra hands as well. Phoenix and Ray, pretty cool. Um, Moxley comes with a coat. And honestly, and and I've only seen pictures, guys. So just going off that, Moxley's probably like my least favorite out of them. Um, yeah. I love the MJF. I think they, they captured his arrogance, his cockiness. And I love the cloth scarf also. Um, any overall takes on what y'all thought of just the way they've made this figure or anything? Um, I did see somebody on one of these face. It may have been the asylum. I can't remember which Facebook group it was, but they had a picture of a, you know, a WWE Mattel elite standing next to these figures. So they're about, you know, they're no difference in size. If you're a loose collector. Oh yeah. They're, um, they're on the same scale. Thank you. Should have said that. Yeah. Yeah. What, one think, thing that oh go ahead I'm sorry go no you're good I just 
I mean, just, I really actually, I, my takeaways are the same. Go on. <laughs> so one thing I will say, it, it won't affect me because I'm not going to have these loose. The one thing that I'm not sure about is that their upper body rotating point. And if you look at them, like right where the top of their abs into their ribs and chest is, if you look, go online, look at any of them where they actually have them posing, to me that's not the most aesthetically pleasing. And, and, it, and like I said, it won't matter to me because they'll be in the box. Um, the other thing that's also something to point out is Brandy does not have that piece. And and I'm sure it would because it would make her look way too big. Well, a lot of the women elites, um, I was actually going through all the most recent ones that I bought, not to change the subject quickly, but just as a comparison, they're not coming with the elite crunch either. And um, I, if you want to compare them, go back to Jacks between 2002 and 2007, the ruthless aggression figures. They mm-hmm. all have, it's not like the Elite Crunch, but it's like a stomach, looks like a flap, and it bends them around, so you can rotate them 360 and 180. So, I I think if you look at some of the Ruthless Aggression ones, they're making them like those figures, so they're kind of like a, not exactly um, like those, that Stone Cold, that Rock, that Kane Taker and Triple H that came out, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, the Ultimate figures. Um not the WWE brand, but the, the um, I can't remember the company. Fig Arts made them, actually. Um, I think they're like a downgraded Fig Arts, or probably about the same, actually. So, um, if you look at some of the Ruthless Aggression figurines, they have that same stomach. But I agree with you, but I think the women figurines, even Mattel's not doing it where they have the Elite Crunch on them. So, I know some of them might, but Paige doesn't. The uh, Nikki doesn't. The mm-hmm. Wendy Richter doesn't. So I, a lot of them don't have it either. So, well, well, to me, like if they're if they have a and it's painted on, not cloth. Like if they have a shirt or top on, it doesn't look too bad. But all the guys right. who who no shirt, to me, I I just to me, it's it doesn't look that great. Yeah, um, looking at the photos you just sent, I know the um, listeners can't see them, but they can look them up. These are exactly like the Jacks uh, figurines, exactly like them, and the TNAs too. They made some TNAs like this too. So yeah, and and guys, if y'all want some good pictures, um, uh, honestly, and and they're not a sponsor of us or anything, but I gotta let y'all know just because it's the best pictures. If you go to Ringside Collectibles Instagram, they have amazing photos of all of these figures right now. First of uh, all, Magic. No, they don't have the best pictures. Gold's photography has the best picture. Yes, and, and I'm sure y'all have already uh, heard an advertisement. So, um, Sorry, right. I had to. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Okay, so that's the first two waves. The other thing we found out is that we have our first limited editions. There's going to be a one in, out of 500 Cody, and that one where he's going to be wearing a T-shirt, and then there's going to be a 1 out of 1,000 Jericho that comes with the AEW belt and the Inner Circle shirt. This has caused some uproar in some of the online communities um, because, one, 
that as of right now, and I'm sure it's going to change, there's only going to be a thousand AEW championship belts out there as of right now because they're not. Uh, they're not. Well, hold on. Let me let me take that back because we've got some more information that came out. So I'll get to that later. But as of up to this point when they released it, it was just that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I'm going to be working hard trying to get one of both of these figures. But when you're limited to 500 and you're limited to 1,000, it's going to be tough to get a hold of one. Mm-hmm. Jack did that too. You have a bunch of them yourself, Magic. Now you've been buying them. Where it's not... In fact, in fact, what Jacks did that was a little different and somewhat the same is that they released that figure, right? It was the mm-hmm. same figure, and then they re-released him in the same packaging, same figure, and only the belt was one mm-hmm. of one thousand. One of one, yeah, I've seen those. Um, the one thing that I will say is, if they keep it on ringside, uh, we've seen some one of one thousands. Um, I know, like the Storm Hogans that came out. They were limited to one in one thousand. I was able to get a hold of those pretty fa- fairly easily. Um, but AEW, depending on how they push these figs, one in five hundred for the Cody will definitely be tough. And you'd hope at least maybe you can get one of the Jerichos. Um, yeah. So then, so let's talk about some other stuff. So, so the reason I, I put a hold on the there's only a thousand. Uh, championship belts is because just today as we as we were recording this ringside released a limited edition ringside exclusive a little bit of the bubbly chris jericho and what does it come with it comes with an aew world championship belt a champagne bucket a bottle of the bubbly a cup a deli spread and a folding table but the thing that really sold it on me is the packaging. It comes in what you would find a bottle of the bubbly, like a box, like if you went to the uh, grocery or liquor store or wherever and bought one. So these are already up for pre-order. I know, oh, just about everyone on this podcast has ordered it, <laughs> at least uh, all of us not behind the scenes. Um But this did make a lot of people happy because they found out this is a a way to get that championship belt other than the limited to 1,000 figure. I was pleasantly surprised at the price. I thought it would have been a little bit more than than what it cost. Yeah, the Um, little bit of the bubbly came in at $33 on the pre-order. Yeah, that's really not horrible compared to some that we've seen. So, yes, I definitely pre-ordered it already. I Maybe more than you, one. Nick, speaking on that, now that it's probably ordered so many, watch next, like, three days, it'll be, like, $50. Oh, oh yeah, I agree. You watch. It could you, be, you'll be, or, you'll be right. or at that price, it could mean to us that it's really not that limited. They might have thousands of these things. Oh, I don't care. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, I've got it still, too. But uh, All right, so, and then what else? Do, do we know? We know that they're going to come with a basic ring. That price point's going to be right around $20. Yeah. Uh, they also have a child's play AEW belt. That's going to be around $20. And then they released the ringside exclusive two-scale ring with the Kenny figure. And that one came in, guys, at a whopping $95. Yeah, I haven't reserved it just yet, but... 
I'm going to end up giving in, but because that Kenny's going to be dip, the only way you're going to get that particular Kenny. Uh, they, they pulled a Mattel when they put the first Goldberg in the raw scale ring, and, and you know, it's like, oh man. So um, it's just the company, the, the weird part is just in case you guys didn't know, the company that makes that real scale ring or helped assist in making that for. AW is the same company that made the real scale basic ringside ring. So it's the same ring just with AEW stickers. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting, but you know what? I say that like I'm not going to go spend $95 on it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm going to need a, I don't know where I'm going to put it right now because I can't even open my SmackDown one right now, but um, I'll figure it out one day. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the ring now. What? Because uh, I'm not a out of the box collector. When it's like an authentic scale, and I'm not looking at the dimensions. How big are we talking here? Pretty big. I'm, I'm pulling up ring set now. Is if it you okay? Could fit about if you tighten. If you put them in really tight, and like have absolutely no room, you could fit about. 60 to 65 to 70 elites in that ring i would say so think of it think of it when it says it's to scale it means that um it's like a real wrestling ring to a character and and i've got a great picture and once again sorry to all our listeners but i've got a great uh great picture here on that i found that would be able to show you the difference between a scale ring compared to the not scale and about how much bigger it is and I'll send I'll s- you guys. I'll send you a photo, Nick, um, of the ring with uh, with all my figures in it, so you can kind of get an idea of how many. Because if you see how many elites physically fit in a real scale ring, you're going to say, "Holy crap!" And that's what makes loose collectors drool at the mouth because you can fit so many elites in it. It's worth getting because it's like that's how you can display your figures, you know. So, and elites are made to be, I mean, I have the mock and um, I guess I have some loose too, cause I've traded or whatever the case may be. Most of my Lucy's have been acquired, not by buying, but by trading or by getting them in lots or whatever the case may be. But, um, I don't, it looks like with these and I could, I don't know, I haven't seen the packaging, but it looks like with the AEW figures, the magic's point to your point, And even to mine, I don't know if these are going to be open the same way the elites are open so we might have to get a mock and a loose if you want to have it loose kind of like how the jacks classics were so we'll see all right so now let's go ahead and jump into mattel um so some of this we're going to get into so before all this popped up we happened to get we had another little internet uproar when they showed us a picture of the up for pre-order two-pack triple h in china the uproar was we had people that were not in the right time periods and we had the wrong belts. Yep. So since that picture was taken down and we even had a follow-up that guys, this is the, the belts will be different and this is not our finish. This is like a mock-up. Um, and if y'all guys don't know what that means, that means where 
um, Mattel, when they're making these, they just want to make sure it looks okay and everything on the package. They can use not finished figures. They can use other figures. They can use the different wrong packaging. So if you are able to see that picture, don't expect that to look like the final product. I know even in our little asylum, we all, like, what the crap is this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Because you gave, you gave them a winged eagle, which I guess would be all right if HBK was in the, the package. And then you gave them a WWE belt, and it's like, what? And it was like the newer model WWE belt. When I thought they had a spinner belt in there. No, that... Uh, I don't know. I mean, that looks like... They had two versions. They had the WWE version. The W didn't move, but it looked like that. And they had one that spun. So, I don't know if that was a spinner, but you're probably right if it's, if, yeah, but it was, I mean, and it, but they, the packaging on the outer was great, but you had DX on there and stuff, so you gotta put the correct. Right. There. I mean, yeah, you, you gotta, and then the Triple H doesn't, is more like the Hunter Hearst Helmsley Triple H, mm-hmm. so I don't get the whole DX thing. If you're gonna do Hunter Hearst Helmsley with China, then there is no DX, but that's just me being picky. I mean, I'm just happy we're getting a China. <laughs> the, right. Triple H, I, the Triple H I could care less about. Um, the China is what makes me ecstatic. I mean, we've had we've had 58 Triple Hs already. So, and uh, even even still, we've yet to see a a finished China. We've only seen like the non painted ones. So, yeah. we still don't know since they told us that those figs aren't correct. Is this um, it's still up for reserve though? You can still pre order it though, right? Correct. Okay. Um, okay. So blindly pre-ordering. <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> so another thing that Mattel released was that we will have the official WWE Slambulance. Um, I will not be getting this, but hey, maybe cool if you're into that thing. Um, guys, did y'all see the Beast Mode figures? These little mm, things. I think I caught a. I caught a glimpse of them, but I didn't really dig too much into them because I don't so know if I'll be that interested. No, you won't be. Let me go ahead and tell you. <laughs> they're, they're, they're probably for little kids. Um, they're blind boxes. You open them up, and it's like Stone Cold, but it's also like Stone Cold as a rattlesnake. They're clear. I mean, they're just fun for little kids. I think uh, Magic is, is going to, like in a couple months, what's going to end up happening is is it's going to go from there for little kids to, I got them all. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the packaging. I had to buy them. (laughs) I will not be into those. Okay, so another next is we were advised of the next Ultimates in the line, which will be Becky and Cena. Um, Uh, I've seen both the, the... I mean, I'm not overwhelmed by either of these two figures. Becky is Becky two belts, so it's kind of cool to have the red and blue. But other than that, like, I wouldn't say that's an ultimate figure. And then the Cena, which has your... Remember, these ultimates kind of have that, what we were just talking about, right? Don't they have the upper bin thing? The elite crunch or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but those are pretty cool. 
both of those I'll have to see in person. Definitely not going to pre-order those at all. Yeah, they'll be probably pretty accessible like most of the other ones were. And I think that I'm just disappointed because for all of us who don't know, there was supposed to be Ric Flair instead of John Cena. And once again, I'm not hating on John Cena. It's just I would have loved to have an ultimate Ric Flair and Mm -hmm. his whole possible lawsuit and stuff, which kind of looked like it was squashed because he was on NXT the other night. But anyways, um, the whole... The whole thing there, it's just, I would have loved to have an ultimate flair, and I guarantee you that would have been a little harder to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had so many Cena figures, and I mean, we've had a pretty decent, I mean, we've, we've had a few flares, don't get me wrong, but there, Jack did so many flares and did them so right that I really want some more Mattel flares, different color robes. I would love to have some other flares and to have that ultimate. And I, 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 there was rumors there was going to be two different robes in there, too. I would have been all over that. All over it. I probably would have had to buy two just to open one of each to put a different robe on them. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, next, um, so I'm not going to go into, like, a bunch on all of the battle packs. One thing that I thought was pretty interesting, and it's pretty cool battle pack looking, is Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. And the reason that I think it's cool is Velveteen is wearing his Hogan tribute gear where he's got the boa and everything, red and yellow. And just kind of cool because, you know, if you keep up with Mattel at all, they completely avoid the Hogan situation because they still do not have him in contract, uh, which I'm guessing he's still in contract with Storm and all that on those specific figures. Um, The rest of us are all just waiting and dreaming for Mattel to get the Hogan license back so we can get some more Mattel Hogans. (laughs) <laughs> uh, have y'all been able to see these battle pack? Yeah, and I actually saw three new ones on the shelf tonight at my local Walmart. I mean, I wasn't overly impressed, but um, the New Day battle pack looked pretty good, too, um, that I saw on the shelf. But um, I think they're stepping up a little bit back on the battle packs like they did when they first came out. And they used to have accessories in them. Now they're putting accessories back in them again. So I, I'm a little more impressed, and, and even, the, you know, the basics, that some of them are good, too. So I, I'm going to definitely get that Velveteen and, and Ricochet, though, that's for sure. All right, guys, now into the two, the two uh, series that everyone's really been talking about. First, we're going to start with the brand new one, which they're calling the Decade of Domination. And that is because Mattel just hit their 10 years with WWE, And this line, and I don't know if it's a one series or they're going to have more, all the wrestlers in this have been with WWE and Mattel for the whole 10 years. So they released they're going to have Orton, uh, and Randy Orton is supposed to be kind of like that early on one where he's wearing like uh, the um, like short trunks. Yeah, what would you call those, like short trunks or shorts, tight shorts? I I don't know. But uh, they are, it's pretty cool. Um, There's also Undertaker. The big thing that's crazy about this Undertaker, guys, is this is debut Undertaker. And how do we know that? He's got black gloves. Um, It's like the only time, maybe he wore some other than that, that he had black gloves. Of course, he had the gray, he had the purple, and everything from there. So that's pretty cool. The other ones, um, 
Natalia, and it's old school Natalia. Uh, Mark Henry with more weights. And then here it is again. Another Cena. <laughs> hang on. Now hang on there, Magic. This isn't just Mark Henry with weights. This is the Nation of Domination, Mark Henry. Am I right? It is the Nation of Domination. Yes, sir. It comes with the hat. The only thing is we don't know if hats are removable or not yet. And So Taker and him both have a hat. We don't know if they're removable. I love that Nation of Domination. He's going to go so perfect with the D-Lo and the Rock and that we already got. And hopefully that we get a, a common Mustafa soon. So I oh, and should, should also say Natty comes with the old Diva Championship, so that's kind of cool. Yep. Um, Cena's in the 54 jersey. <laughs> um, so those are cool. Look, I still don't think we have any figs of these. We only have the concept art and cardboard cutouts. But now for the big guy. This one, all of us, if you're a figure guy, we're super pumped about this one. Legends Series 7 has been released. I know all of us that are talking, we're pumped and excited about that. Let's. Uh, so here's the thing. Legends will be a Target exclusive. Oh, no. <laughs> it means we're not going <laughs> to see it online. Uh, and it means we're going to have to hunt. All right, so this first, the first series they have we have the uh razor ramon and he's in like the blue and gold has the chain has the vest uh face maybe a little too could be a little better but overall i like the fig i think it's pretty cool um then they have a sting the sting comes with the bat it's crow sting and this one is cool because this is like his first version of crow sting with the black and white and all um then we have greg the hammer I know Greg the Hammer will not be like the cool thing for all of us, but it's probably the best Greg the Hammer there is. Comes with the shin guard also. And then the sleeper, which will probably be my favorite, Bobby the Brain Heenan in the weasel suit. Have How is that a sleeper? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best figure in the whole line. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's the sleeper figure winner there. Um, so what do y'all think about these guys? I'll let Nick go first. Oh, I love them. The only thing that I'm scared about is I'm now going to have to, I'm going to want to end up going back and collecting series one through six. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that scares me. But, it, so but I am glad that they actually, yeah, oh God. But, but it is kind of neat that they did just, they picked up where they left off and then just, you know, start throwing in them random legend stuff. So that, that's a pretty neat thing that Mattel yeah, def- done. Definitely, that's cool since they're calling it that Series 7. Uh, and they're saying, hey, we never said it's over. The reason this got me a little excited is because I thought, maybe the retros are coming back. Here's the thing with that, though. <laughs> now we're going to see 1 through 6 go up in price because now everyone's going to want 1 through 6. So Could man, be, yeah. yeah. So, like... And your ones out there you're going to have to find that are going to be difficult. It's like the Rockers 2-pack and the Kerry Von Erics, Texas Tornadoes, those. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to just be like, I mean, some of the ones you'll probably be easier to find is like the Rocks and the, the uh, Kamala and mm-hmm. the um, Akeem and stuff like that. But I think I'm ecstatic because the Bobby Heenan in the Weasel outfit is a one of 100. And I still don't own that. 
I know someone who has two. Now of- hold on, hold on. Go back, Gold. Uh, you're you're not talking about the Mattel ones. That's correct. I'm saying I'm excited about the Weasel Heenan for Mattel because the Jack's Classics version was a one of one hundred. Right. I just so didn't want our listeners to think this is a one that I could afford. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because yeah. not a one of 100, and I was right. saying I know someone with two of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and the only reason I wanted pause is I didn't want the listeners to think this Mattel one is not going to be a limited one, so it'll be part of the series for everyone to grab. Yeah, so excuse me, guys and gals. I meant, meant it as I can get one now, and then when I become a millionaire, then I can get the one of 100 once <laughs> So right. Would you have... Would you be able to name the person that has the two that you're speaking of? He also has 57 takers. Oh, that guy, that guy. Oh, my God, we just found just more. It was 54 for the longest time. We went up it went more. up to 57. He bought three this week. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, it is now 57. And then next week it'll be 56 because he finally sold one. No, but... um. I I'm I'm ecstatic with that. I think they should call the the uh, decade of dominance the decade of distribution issues. That's my <laughs> opinion. But um, because I mean it's a it's it's definitely a win loss for a lot of people. Um, and am I a little ecstatic that it's only going to be a target? Yes, because then that means that we can go out and figure hunt. But am I not as ecstatic and wish that it would be at both Walmart and Target? That way I had more options. Yes, but we'll see. And I'll be out there looking for them. And, and um, now Nick is a thousand percent right. Not only are we going to be broke buying all these great, amazing figures that are coming out. Now we're all going to need Legends 1 through 6. Because there's no way I'm buying all of 7 and I'm not going to have any other ones. You know, <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a few, don't get me wrong. Like, I do have the Rockers. I'm one of the lucky ones that has the Rockers. But, um, and I, I do have, like, Legion of Doom and stuff like that. But I don't have the Von Erics. I don't have Texas Tornado. I don't have Akeem. And there was so many opportunities to get them. And my dumbass passed. So, Aww. I know, right? So now I'm going to have to go back and get them all. And this is going to be me kicking myself when they go up again because now everyone's going to want one through six and the demand's going to be there to buy them. So um, thank you, Mattel. So what, <laughs> one thing, too, of course, we all know the Mattel retros are on uh, hiatus, as they like to say. Um, when asked about it, he did say they are not in the plans for 2020 at all. He also said... They're coming back. Now, that doesn't mean they will, because remember, if they're not in for 2020, we still got 10 months to go before we even get out of this year. But he kind of hinted at they come back as like an online only or something type thing. So, guys, keep your fingers crossed. We can still hope. We can still dream. Maybe those retros aren't done just yet. Online only. That sucks. (laughs) Uh, I need Toys R Us back. Come on. (laughs) So that's about it, guys. There, there was a couple other type uh, items and stuff that popped up here and there, but we just wanted to keep it at those for you guys because we know this is going to be a long episode as is. Yep. Um, pretty excited. 2020 is going to be a great figure. Uh, it's going to be a bad wallet year, but a great figure. 
Yep. <laughs> a lot of people will have their tax returns ready to go to buy figures. Um, but, um, well, that'll, I think that'll um, wrap us up. Oh, hold, uh, hold, Nick, you got any hold, final thoughts? Hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on just a minute. Producer's going to produce. I have to interrupt. I'll be like Scott Hall, you know. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> um, really quick, we're going to do these rapid fire because <clears throat> uh, the show's gone long and it's been great. But I want to interrupt because Nick had posted earlier in the Asylum Group <clears throat> on Facebook for listeners to give us some questions for the show. So I want to do these really rapid fire for you guys so we can uh, wrap the show up. Ooh, let's do I love this part. All right, here we go. I do too, yeah. Brett Slackoff says, Kirk or Picard? Quickly. Kirk. Kirk. Do well, I have to say why? We get it. We get, no, 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 we're rapid firing them. We Nobody picked Captain Jean-Luc Picard, but that's okay. Chase Talent wants to know, did you guys know there's shoot heat between the Dudleys, Orton, and Batista? I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. I would have to look into it. But I never really looked it up or or figured out why. I love this question. Matt Matrani asks, who will be the first wrestler to leave AEW for WWE? So I know this is rapid fire, but I actually was just thinking of this today. And, and this isn't an answer, but something something to think about, guys. A lot of these AEW guys were not on big contracts to start. So as a, if they become successful, and it looks like they are, I'm saying if as in the company as a whole, they're going to have to come back with some WWE-type size contracts other than just Jericho and Moxley and, you know, the executive vice presidents and all that. So I was wondering, all the Darby Allens, all the uh, Sammy Guevara, like, he's huge now. I guarantee you his contract is not a WWE-sized contract. And they're probably one to two years. I know they all said multiple years. That might just be two. So AEW might be having some headaches in front of them when it comes to re-signing people. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I'd say one of those, Guevara, or honestly, I could see Moxley going back to WWE. If but I, I don't think he'd be one of the first. I, I could see on a limb, and I could see Man Page going in a couple of years. My my guess would be, judging by Vince and Triple H's obsessions with body types, where's Wardlow would be somebody they picked to. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. All right, so next question is from Mr. Josh Blevins. If you could remove one figure from the retro line and replace it with someone that didn't get a retro, who would you drop and who would you replace them with? All right, so for me, it's easy. I would drop the second Kevin Owens, and not because it's bad or whatever. It's just the same one, barely different. And I would add in Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Mm, that is amazing. Uh, that's that's actually who I, I'm sitting here looking at a custom. That that's what I was going to say. If I had to remove one, uh, God, I know it's rapid fire. Um, nothing against the 
the guy because I love his podcast and I love what he's doing for the wrestling community. But I would take <laughs> out the Zack Ryder. <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll get some heat for that. I know, <laughs> but I would remove Zack Ryder. And I would go with God Magic. You took my Hollywood Hogan. Say <laughs> um, red and yellow I'm, I'm Hogan. Big, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the NWO, and I'm going with the Scott uh, NWO Scott Hall would be pretty neat as a retro because I've seen customs, and I would love to see a retro with that. Would not hurt my feelings. This is very difficult because I have like seven of them I would have removed. Oh um, boy, here comes a gold answer. But um, I would take out that ridiculous jumper Goldberg. Y- yes, I said it, Goldberg. And I would add in, which is Look, also... Look, here, here we are this much later in the episode. He's still going after Goldberg. <laughs> I would get rid of the jumping Goldberg with the terrible face and the terrible jumping action or whatever. You and mean Gilbert? I would add some of the... If I, because that's why I would get rid of seven people, duplicates, whatever, or ones that have already been made. But I would add in either a Miss Elizabeth or a Bobby the Brain Heenan because we never got any managers or valets with Hasbro. Last and certainly not least, will you? We'll leave the admin question for last. Chris Maddock wants to know why does John always win? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is an John. this is an obvious answer, um, guys. So I'm gonna go. once again I'm gonna pull back the curtains for you. Um, David Gold had his feelings hurt. He says, "Guys, people are starting to not like me because I win all the time." So as an admin group, we all got together and we said, "Guys, we don't want Gold to feel uncomfortable, even though he does win all the time." We need to fix this. So I said, guys, I tell you what, y'all can say I win all the time. I don't mind. I'll take the heat so gold doesn't feel so bad. So we're trying it. Um, don't know how long it will last because, you know, gold always wins. He's going to continue to win. But that's what we're doing right now. So we're, we're, we're trying the, let's say, other people win all the time. Hashtag, that way. hashtag do you believe in magic? I love it. Of course I do. <laughs> Well, the true answer is is that Magic does always win, and instead of admitting to it, he throws my name in there. So, removing the curtains and opening them up, Magic does always win. Good question, Magic, and it's the truth. So, guys, it is a good question. Just, just notice that I was the only one who actually answered the question, where <laughs> gold, gold just basically stated the question again he didn't answer it um like i said we're trying to help gold out here that's what the asylum's all about helping people if you're not feeling well if you're you know feeling like maybe people are picking on you just because your socioeconomic level or because of whatever we're not about that so that's why i don't mind throw throw the Throw the funnies at me. I'll take it because I'm willing to step up. I'm willing to step up and defend my friend. And that's what I'm all about. Just go counter takers. (laughs) Such a good guy. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. He's such an amazing guy. You know, yeah. Magic always wins. (laughs) That was it for my intrusion, gentlemen. Thank you for uh, humoring me there. 
I have to throw this in, Magic, and and please, I, I do. I'm going to go ahead and apologize before I do it because it's kind of a funny story, and I know we're we're getting close on time, but <laughs> um, it, it, you know where I'm probably heading with this because I got a couple <laughs> packages from you, and when I mm-hmm. say couple, Magic knows why, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I won a. Hasbro, for, and the reason I'm saying this is because everybody thinks Magic is perfect, so I'm saying this to simply say that you know everybody has their uh, mistakes here and there, even mm-hmm. John Majewski, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I win an item from Mr. John Majewski. And, yeah, um, that's right. Nick, and, Nick Francis won an won a event. Go ahead. Well, believe it or not, surprisingly, <laughs> but the but what happens is we're in the middle of a trade deal. Yes. So I think, I think what's, what sent the trade, you know, the, the thumbs up, up on the trade was magic. Uh, I just won the item and magic's like, well, damn, I can save on shipping. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'll go ahead and ex- I'll, I'll accept the trade. You know, I, I'm going to save about 10 to $15 shipping here. And, um, so I get my box in, you know, I'm all pumped up. I get my items. I'm, I'm, you know, flipping through it was couple uh hasbros and and this and that but i noticed something's missing mm-hmm. and so so i pm john and i'm like uh, you know i know you tried to save on shipping john but i think you messed you made a mistake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and unless you was trying to send me a john cena figure <laughs> my my winnings my hbk was not there so long story short John Majewski did not send my winnings with the trade, so he ended up still having to pay the shipping in the <laughs> yes. long run. Well, that's a win there. <laughs> it, guys, it's very true. I never claim to be perfect. I have lots of faults. Um, you know, some of my faults are maybe, maybe I just try to help too much. I, I don't know. But anyways, I don't claim to be perfect, and I definitely made a bonehead move there. Um, Nick didn't lose anything. I lost about nine or ten more dollars worth of shipping. But all in all, uh, and, and, luckily it was Nick and, and not someone is, else who was ticked off at me. And, and guys, if if you're listening, if you're in the Facebook group, you know that it's an honest mistake. And John is as good as it gets when it comes to packing and shipping. And it was just kind of funny how it worked out because he was trying to save on the trade. And in the long run, I feel bad for you, John, because you still had to pay shipping, buddy. <laughs> mm. Well, Nick always wins. So that's how we're going to we're going to go ahead and, and uh, we're going to wrap up. And um, we'll start with Nick with his final thoughts. Um, guys, I just appreciate you. Hopefully you've stuck around with us. Um, we've announced a winner of the Macho Man giveaway. We've went over uh, some different opinions on the most recent pay-per-view, a lot of different figures coming out. All, I think we can all agree that our wallets are definitely going to be hurting when it comes to action figures in 2020. Um, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I can't stress that enough. Share our Facebook group. And if uh, this may be the last time we record, but me and David Gold will be in West Virginia 
next weekend. So if you're in that area, come check us out. We'll be with Rocky Turner in the Nerd Closet. We got Buff Bagwell coming, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So if you're in the uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia area, come check us out. And uh hope you've enjoyed the show, guys. I know we've enjoyed talking with one another and uh hope you enjoyed it. Magic, final thoughts. Guys, remember it's a great time for figs. Bad time for wallet, but great time for figs. Uh, hang in there on the fiend. Let's not jump to conclusions just yet. Let's at least give them WrestleMania. And guys, remember, no matter what we're doing, wrestling is here to entertain us. Give us a little escape. Make us feel like we're kids again, enjoying it. Just remember to keep that smile on if you can. And guys, as always, y'all have a great, great week. And for me, I just want to thank everybody who made it through this show, deals with us on a day-in and day-out basis, supports our group, brings a lot to the table, continues and continues to support the asylum. Uh, Like Nick was saying, we will be in West Virginia next weekend. We will be filming some karaoke on the way down. And uh, we'll be live at, I heard that, we'll be live at at the show. And we're going to try to get maybe an interview with Buff and um, Hacksaw in and some questions for them. Uh, we're going to have some um, live events while we're at the show. And there's going to be lots of stuff and lots of good things coming. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're getting close to 100 subscribers, which is awesome. We have a free event up for that right now. And uh, make sure you keep on listening, and we will see you next week. 